1: time it's raining man
0: hallelujah it's raining man and jordan Nah. hello <laughs> <laughs> it is may 31st 2022 but we don't care about that because it's almost june at midnight and what happens in june it's the official pride month <laughs> and we have our favorite people on today yay yay it is john and dustin camp hey
2: Woo-hoo. and it's around their year anniversary from the last time they were on yes and we also have alexander
0: hi-ay Sethel. yes yay. yay and jordan heron who also they are volunteers at the knox pride community center
3: and board members
0: very and board cool. members
2: and board members Ooh, we want to know what it takes to be on the board of Knox Pride. Who do we ask this question to? I'm curious.
0: How do you get on the board at Knox Pride?
3: Well, we usually have an application process towards the end of the year. And then what we do... This oh, this is John Camp, oh, the yeah. president Are, of Pride.
2: Oh, the premier gay of Knoxville. <laughs> Thank Ooh. you so much.
3: I didn't say it. Someone else did. The king of the gay. Ah, I'll, ta- I'll take all of them. <laughs>
2: Yes. Or is it
3: so, the
4: president?
2: I think you were saying I That's think in, yeah,
4: president. I'll take king or
3: president. He's it's the fine. gay
2: premier. Thank
3: you so much. <laughs> um, towards the end of the year, we'll release applications for board members, and then typically in December into January, we do interviews, and then we have a 90-day probationary period to see if we work well together, and it's what you expect it to, to be. It's a lot more work than people expect.
0: Oh, I imagine. Which is why I am not on
3: the board. <laughs> you do a lot of volunteering. You're a super volunteer. I
0: i know but i have a lot to do and i just couldn't commit to be a board member it is a lot
3: of commitment for sure
0: okay so what's been going on since last
2: year
3: let's see since last year we talked about looking for a space and we're now recording this podcast in our space
2: which is very exciting very excited
3: about that we've had a busy busy 12 months so we have two locations next door to each other in off chapman highway in south knoxville we have a little over 2,000 square feet, and hopefully by the time we record this again next year, we'll have two more spaces and have 5,500 square feet.
0: That'll be very exciting. So you have what is? What do you have here? I know that you have a collaboration suite.
3: We're in the collaboration suite right now, recording. Uh, that's set up for more meetings, small gatherings. We have our internet cafe for folks that need access to the internet. Uh, We have our Pride merch shop, all Pride merch proceeds help pay the rent and utilities here at the Pride Center, and we also have our food and personal uh, item pantry in the collaboration suite. In the next door, we have our vocational suite that used to be a 1950s barbershop, and we we kept that feel because we feel like the barbershop's the heart of a community, and we're trying to strive to be the heart of our community here in South Knoxville. Um, So there we do our classes, our seminars, our support groups. And we also have our clothing closet, so it kind of doubles as both right now.
0: And you also have a little something called Bratty's Cathartic Karaoke.
3: That's a shameless plug if no one was paying attention. But yeah, (laughs) along with our seminars, life skill classes, and support groups, we have trivia nights, we have karaoke nights. Yeah, we do. And they're lots of fun.
2: Starting a comedy night.
3: We have a comedy open mic night coming up next Sunday. This podcast will be out by then. Sunday the 5th. Sign up start at six thirty. The show starts at seven. It'll be right after our Pride Sunday market.
2: It's very exciting. What's next weekend? I love the marketing. Yes, and hopefully, I hope
3: you love the marketing. You made the flyer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> great marketing, <I'm> loving it.
0: <laughs>
3: Whoever did that, great job.
0: So, what like. services do you offer other than the ones that you just mentioned?
3: So daily, we're here for our main goal is to be a hub for resources. So if we don't have them here available, we have someone we know to connect you with. So we spend a lot of our time connecting folks with other folks to make sure they have what they need. Um, but we have someone here starting this Friday the 3rd. Someone will be here every day, Monday through Saturday from now on. Um, so we'll be available if you do need food, you need clothing. Or if you're looking for housing or support in some way, we can connect you to community partners that have the ability to help you, or if you're just looking for a space to meet other people. Um, and also during June, it's important to purchase pride merch from local. So you can come to us and purchase merch and help us support the pride center.
2: Yes. Cause the proceeds go into the pride center.
3: Yeah. Everything we do here is free. Um, And if you are a community member who wants to have an event here or gathering, uh, in the other suite right now, they're doing a Dungeon and Dragons tournament. Um, If it's a not-for-profit, I see you, Jordan. If it's a not-for-profit event, there's no charge. If it's a for-profit event, we just ask for a donation. So we try to make it uh, attainable for anybody to use the space. And there's a calendar at knoxpride.com of our events so you can see for the entire year.
2: Yeah, it's really awesome. Now that I've met all these amazing... Uh, LGBTQ plus comedians and performers. I would love to host more comedy shows where the um, performers actually get to make a little bit of money but the majority goes back into the Pride Center. I think it's a great way to bring awareness to the Pride Center and also um, to bring these comedians to be seen they're awesome amazing talented yeah, the last people comedy show
0: we had here that you were not able yeah, to yeah i was to. at a different <laughs> it great.
2: festival it was crazy yeah and yeah. events
3: like that make a difference um that comedy show was very low impact for the volunteers and we raised five hundred dollars um that almost paid a month's rent for one of our spaces our bingo nights at maple hall are monthly um the last bingo night we did last week paid the rent on both of our spaces for a month. Um, our markets, we have this weekend on September, or June 3rd, we'll already have done that by the time this comes out, but we have 37 vendors that are all queer or POC, minority-owned businesses, but also the vendor fees and then the folks that buy merch while they're here help pay for our space also. I think people think that we have someone writing large checks every day. It's not. It's really the folks that come to markets or bingo or Drop off a twenty dollar donation. That's how it keeps the, the space going.
0: But if you do own a large corporation, we'll it, and yeah. you would like to donate to Knox Pride,
2: they would be I'll more than happy to take your with money. You. Yes. <laughs> and do great things with it.
3: We're happy to take any any amount of money at any time.
2: <laughs> Can you tell me
0: a little bit about the affirmation days that you have here?
3: I will let Dustin talk about that. He and Rhoda kind of spearhead that along with stories, so I'll let Dustin kind of discuss that.
5: So our affirmation days are, are Trans community project. Um, it is our day where we bring in a—I um, uh, don't want to say glam team, but a, a, a team of professionals from hair to makeup, skincare, um, wardrobe specialists, nail um, tags, vocal coaches, therapists. Anything that uh, we can provide for at least a day giving someone the opportunity to to feel their most authentic self um so that their outer appearance matches their their inner appearance um is the goal but also to give them um a um a handful of resources that they don't know is available um you know as they start this transition um putting them in contact with therapists who are specifically for the trans community or um vocal coaches um because with the affirmation day you do fill out an application and then the point of the application is so we know and can um, tailor your experience because it it is a, a day of experience so um and there's things on there that People didn't know that they might have access to, or, or is available in Knoxville, like a vocal coach. Um, and one of the questions is, what has hindered you, or what do you have you felt most difficult in your in your transition? Um, and one of the things is their voice. You know, if you are going to from male to female, and you've got a deep voice, um, you know that we may not think about that. But as a person who's going that transition, that's still a reminder of them not being authentic to themselves. So, having a vocal coach that can help them learn how to change their register so that they are, um, you know, not as deep in in their tone. Um, So, things like that.
0: Have you had good feedback? Um, I know that sometimes trans people can be scared to come to a place, even if it's legit you know in every way there's still that little bit of it is yeah
5: and at this point we've had seven affirmation days um and we've helped 57 or we've we've had seven or 57 attendees Mm -hmm. of affirmation days um we have a a great um person story um who is a, a board member um is here as a um a trans representative for the yeah. community. Yeah, um, so which we she, didn't she have helps before. lead them through the day so that they feel yeah. comfortable. Because we know that is still a, a, a level of comfort coming to a space, um, especially when it's geared towards you. Um, anybody, when, when you come into something that's geared specific for you, there is some uncomfortness there. And when you are already ostracized because of, of that transition, I mean, you're very cautious in what you do, and we understand that. I mean, it, it took me a while to understand because I'm like, oh, we're providing all these services, you know, but not being in that point of having to always, not second guess, but just always feeling uncomfortable with yourself and then being, you know, vulnerable in front of strangers with that Um has to be hard. You know, I I can't say I understand what it's like. um, But my job in this is to try to help um, them feel comfortable so that they can build these connections with people in the community that they didn't know that were there. We we do a a strong vetting process with all of our stylists uh, and our volunteers that day um, because we want to make sure that the people that are coming in are people that can continue these services afterwards. So that's one of the as we were leading up to affirmation days we worked with um trans community members and what services would be needed and 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 stuff like that and one of the feedback was even going into a safe space or a queer salon is still uncomfortable because you know this person's not completely comfortable with themselves and they still feel judged um you know even within the community so The hope or the part of the point is to connect them to someone that they feel comfortable with after this. So it's not just a one day thing. We're trying to build these relationships and these bridges so that these people have um, a connection afterwards um, with someone that they feel comfortable with. Have you
0: seen the joy on their faces when? When th- during the transformation, so and when everything is done,
5: I second guess my participation in this until our first uh, attendee, Dustin.
0: We uh, we haven't even um, been fifteen minutes. His name. I love you so much.
5: His name is, is Jen, and when he came, uh, he questioned what his pronouns were, um, and went through fill out the application. And he sat down with the makeup artist because he thought that, that he had to do everything to be a part of the program. And, um, and he disclosed to the makeup artist that that was the hardest part for him because he's, he's not femme and he's not glam and he didn't know how that was going to, to fit. you know, But he was going to let the makeup artist do his makeup because he thought he had to do that in order to get the other services for the day. And so the makeup artist um, asked, well, what, when you see yourself, what do you see? And and Jen described what they saw. And um, so the makeup artist started using makeup to put on facial hair. And Jen turned and looked at the mirror, and you could just see. For the first time, he saw Jen. Mm-hmm. And I knew then that what we were doing was important. Um, Jordan and I looked at each other, and because <laughs> you could just feel the joy, but you also could feel the pain and the burden. Just, I mean, you could physically see it lift off of them, and they were like, "I never knew what I looked like until now," and they said, "I didn't know I could do accomplish that with makeup." Um, but in that moment, I knew what we were doing was important. Um, and, that, and that one person made this whole process. Because um, it, it's not easy wrangling stylists <laughs> and nail techs and, and therapists, and, um, but it's needed. Um, and that, at that moment, it validated the need for it
0: i love
5: that when we
3: decided
0: to open oh sorry no no
3: when we decided to open the pride center we we wanted to think of ways to show marginalized portions of our community um, that we felt like pride had overlooked or didn't think about ways that we could give them affirmation that they belonged here Um, and so the first thing we thought about was an affirmation day for our trans community Um, but as cis white gay men we weren't sure if we were the people to do that and with rhoda being a cis white woman we all were very concerned whether you know was this our space to do it so we talked with some leaders and in, in in people that are prominent in the trans community and they felt like that it was something we could do but there's always that thought of like am i the person to do this is it the right thing but when we're here and you see the changes made or now that we're seven months in we have folks coming back who are donating the clothing that they used to wear for someone else um one of our other affirmation alumni, I guess is what you would call it, (laughs) taught our first life skills class and were able to be themselves authentically in front of other people and teach them how to cook. Um, And it's not something I think they would have been able to do before that. So now having story as well kind of completes that circle with a trans representative, which pride we never had before. We never had a trans board member who could fight for those things or stand up for those things. So we give them the space and the ability to do that.
0: I think that you can be anyone and still help people. And I not, agree. And I see where you're coming from sure. with that. But if you feel passionate about changing people's lives, it shouldn't matter what orientation you are, race, gender, anything like that.
5: My, my passion comes from, um, you know, as a, a gay boy that grew up in a small town that was afraid to live authentically Um, but now I get to look every morning in the mirror when I get ready and I see who I am and if I can use what privilege or whatever my ability to gather a crew of people that can help someone fill that at least for a day Mm -hmm. I'm obligated to do that That's, that's my role as a person in this community I'm obligated to do that um and and that's where my passion for this comes from well and the
3: universe kind of set these people
5: into our lives that are important to us that
3: show up we don't have to ask them to do it, they it funny how do it. the
0: universe does it that. is mm-hmm. i mean
3: jordan's only job at that affirmation day is to hug people yep. and that's one of the most important things that they need
0: are you the official hugger yes i am
3: and it's been a big need but we see every day someone comes in we cry here all the time Because it's just, you don't understand what you're doing when you open this. We thought, we'll open a place and people can gather. People can have meetings. We can have a board meeting. You know, we can do certain things. But we're doing things here that we never imagined we would. And the scope of work is uh, unbelievable. (laughs) And I'm someone who can plan ahead and plan big. And it's so much bigger than what I ever thought it would be. Affirmation Day alone would have been, if we did that once a month, that's more than some people can ever handle. And it's, that's just a small part of what we do now, but a, an integral part. And the very first thing we did, and we thought it was really important for it to be the very first act of kindness we did here at the Pride Center.
2: That is amazing. I can't wait to be a part of it. Let's talk about money.
0: Because I love
6: it. But not Because
0: much. it takes a lot of money to open up a space like this, to have Affirmation Days, to have a food pantry, even though you do get donations... You still have to. Great community support for sure. Yeah. But there's
3: always more need than there is resources. I mean, you're here earlier, earlier. I was on a, on a conference call asking a corporation for money for food, and it's a process. That's my third meeting with them, and I have to. I feel like I have to prove myself to prove that our community is worth their donation. And you know that some of you know who I was talking with, but they um, have no issue to bring us a U-Haul truck every week, and that's more food than we probably need here. But where the center is located, we purposely located it here to be close to houseless folks, to be on the bus line, to be close to the university. we got a lot of students that come here. Um, but a, a U-Haul truck a week of food is more than we probably need, but we're in a food desert. But even getting a, a Yukon worth of food a week would be helpful. But it is, it is jumping through hoops to, to do that. And that's just the aspect of a nonprofit and a small business, it's always jumping through hoops.
0: Do you think it has another kind of underlying level, though, considering um, the sexual orientation of things?
3: I don't, when it comes to food and the food pantry, I don't think so. I think that, um, I think our system is built not to care about minorities. I think it's built to not care about poor people, and I do think it's not made to care about single moms, and I don't think it's, you know, whether you're queer or you're black or you're pansexual, if you're not a white guy making six figures, they don't really care what you have to say. Um, we shouldn't have to give their...
0: You can jump in, You Alexander. can anytime you want, bud.
3: Um, that's why you're here. <laughs> but we shouldn't have to give your race, your sexual orientation, your age, your number of household to feed you. And that's what the meeting was about was, you know, stop asking us for all this data. At some point, the data is not important. It's, if, if someone's hungry, it doesn't matter. If they're straight, we, we don't turn straight people away. That's a common misconception. We had two straight people stop by earlier for food. And we were happy to give them food, and they were still a little surprised that they didn't yeah, have to be he, gay to be he here. He even ask He did. And
0: he said, I don't judge. And we were like, great. Neither do we. Awesome. Neither <laughs> do we. Um, and that's one thing that I want to point out that even though it is centric to the LGBTQ community, it is all inclusive.
3: Yeah. If you need help, yeah. come by. Let's see what we can do for you. Even if you're someone that doesn't particularly care for our community, we'll show you kindness. That's so much more important.
2: <sighs> That's how it should be everywhere. It's annoying. Because what would Dolly Parton so. do? Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm.
3: I'll ask for next time I see you. You bet your
2: <laughs> butterfly tatted at.
0: Here we go again. <laughs> Yeah, have you talked to her yet about the Pride Center? She's
3: just my best friend. Calm down, calm down. <laughs> you meet Dolly once and you I know, see I know, I meet her happens. one time and then we're best friends.
4: I mean, I did invite Stella to come share some peach cobbler with us today on fun. TikTok.
3: Well, she, she's somebody that probably would in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's the wild can- canon of that family.
2: Cassie.
3: Um, speaking of donations and how, how it runs, knoxpride.com forward slash donate. You can sign up for a monthly donation or just a one-time donation. Um, We have our sponsorship live for Pride Fest. Pride Fest is very different this year than it has been in the past. Yeah, let's talk
0: about Pride Fest because you're doing something off the cuff. Yeah, tomorrow is June
3: 1st, so typically that's Pride Month. And it's an important month because of Stonewall and many things. But October is cooler outside. (laughs) Um, It is National Coming Out Month. It's National Queer History Month and in tennessee it's real hot in june um and our big thing with the pride center is we're gay 365 days a year not just in june so we thought moving to uh, to september and october would make more sense in that capacity i think a lot of people um any naysayers are like why is there not a parade we have 41 events classes fundraisers seminars support groups in june we had 37 in may we have 39 in july on the calendar right now so there's lots to do you just have to be part of your community and a parade is not always the only thing a parade in june is not the only thing there will be a parade friday september 30th in the evening we love parades we thought it'd be fun to have a nighttime parade and then pride fest will be at world's fair park october 2nd and or excuse me october 1st and october 2nd uh, we're moving to a three-day format because we're expecting hundred thousand people We had 55,000 people in 2019, and we're now expecting 100,000. We thought three days made more sense, but also when it comes down to it, the people who are putting in the time, the effort, the sweat, there's about 12 of us. And putting on a pride festival is extremely daunting, Uh, especially we work with a network of other pride centers now in America, and they let us know that we're the largest free pride in America. Um, for 12 people that's a lot so it sounds like more three days but spreading it across those three days makes life a little bit easier Um, my big thing now is to make sure the people who are always supporting have the time to be supported. so I want them to work I expect them to work but I also want them to enjoy their time because we spend an entire year working for this stuff and now we have you know averaging 40 events a month we don't have employees it's a all volunteer-based organizations, so it's a lot of work. So I like them to enjoy it too. One of the big things that always concerned me with Pride was the board members in previous years never saw the parade um, because it was in the morning. But you know, you don't open the doors of a festival and it's all wait. It's not inflatables, <laughs> so everyone was there five a.m. I think we were there at five a.m. in 2019, our first year, um, setting up, and you don't stop until two or three the next morning. And when people leave on Saturday. We were there Sunday and Monday, breaking down, waiting for big trucks to come to take stages away, so you just don't get the opportunity to enjoy anything, and I think it's a really important thing to volunteer, I think it's really important to give of yourself, um, but it's also important to enjoy your time, so I think this year will be a lot different, and it will be cooler. well my old menopausal
0: (laughs) ass appreciates that
3: i couldn't imagine being a drag queen performing on a stage in june i was gonna i I was literally gonna say something and now with world's fair Park, we have the amphitheater um so they have air-conditioned dressing rooms so everyone will be comfortable um and we're not doing a second stage this year so previous years we've had a main stage and a second stage i feel like we're gonna be inclusive and empower our community there's no point in separating us out at the main event for a lot of people so everyone uh, that is accepted to perform will perform in the amphitheater, which is a gorgeous venue, but it's also air-conditioned. It's covered from the heat. It doesn't cost us to buy or rent and put together a stage. That's a huge cost. And with having a Pride Center and going to a three-day festival and trying to help people throughout the year, budget is important. So not spending six or $7,000 on a portable stage for a weekend and using the stage that's already there that's beautiful with 2,000 seats just makes more sense economically but also for the the betterment of our community throughout the year
0: absolutely and who doesn't love that stage
3: and being at world's fair park that's um i think we did a pride a long time ago at world's fair park just in the lawn part not you know it wasn't big enough Mm -hmm. to use the whole space but i remember us going i think it was one of the first years we were together we took our niece and nephew before we had kids and i loved it It There's just something about world's fair park that feels like home. That's why the theme of this year is homecoming after two year absence, being back at Wells Fair Park. It just feels like a homecoming. And I think it's important to, you know, enjoy it and make sure the people who work hard enjoy it too.
2: That's awesome. That's fantastical. Well, John, this is your podcast.
3: Yep. Just today. once a year is mine. It's got to be yours too, Gail. You barely so talk. Lead it. Lead it.
2: Well, it's not, you know, t- it's Gavin Gay time, not Gavin Gale time. That's
3: true. We'll do that right on, another now. night. That's
0: so, a big weekend. You've probably talked all weekend.
2: Man, That's true. people are probably so tired of hearing <laughs> me, but they'll be happy after this.
5: Well, I, and the other thing with moving the festival to October, other than the heat for our, our performers, Also, for the young attendees and the older attendees who can't come because it's too hot for them to get out. But also, it allows us the month of June to um, showcase and queer businesses, other organizations that wouldn't normally get that. Um, I was having a conversation the other day. You know, people want to say that, you know, June is, is Pride Month when you have to have a festival because of the riots and stuff. But when you think about what the riots stand for, I mean, it was for change. It's to make things better, and and that's what we're looking at doing in June is a showcasing ways that we can continue the fight and not just have a, a party. Yes, it's, it's, it's great to celebrate where we've come from since then, but there's still a fight to happen. Mm-hmm. And in, in June, we, we're hopefully going to lift up organizations that's going to help continue that fight.
2: I will say, as a straightie in the Ally performance and in the community, listening to stories from people all over America um, definitely changed my perspective. Some places are very progressive and life is good, and yet there are still some very bad, bad situations going on where it's almost like Purposeful, where things were cool, you know, it was like cool to be gay, which is awesome. Why wouldn't it not be cool to be gay? I can't fathom it because it is the coolest, it's the best people. Like, uh, anyway, the Pensacola was always a large, the Memorial Day weekend was always a big holiday and, uh, very. Pro LGBTQ plus, but I'm just surprised at the anti-gay rhetoric. It's almost like where did this come from? Like what is happening? So it's like a resurgence of hatefulness Yes, or Florida in general. <laughs> Maybe just I don't. I didn't travel all of Florida, so I can't say, Braddy, I can't speak for everyone in Florida. But it is. But it's, it
3: is important. That's another reason we moved to three day format. Um, a lot of people that is their day where they are who they are. Are they around other people who are like them? Are they experience what they want their lives to be? Because we live in rural Appalachia. We 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 expand Knox Pride to all of those areas that we can. You know that aren't in Knoxville or, or aren't as lucky as we are to have a family of friends who are accepting and don't care you know what you do um, but giving it a three day to have that gathering time is even better than one um, and there are folks that can't come to the pride center for events See you know, they have to do things in secret they can't just get away to come and do things so the the festival is super important it doesn't have to be in june though um, right we will celebrate stonewall we will celebrate our history but we're going to do it all year
1: what also, I love is, I, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, October is also LGBTQ History Month. Yeah. So, like, that's not a hard transition either. And not just to speak to your point real fast about um, the ridiculous uh, anti-LGBTQ rhetoric, wherever there's light, there's always going to be darkness. Follow. That's true. That's just what it is, and that's how you know Moss. that we're doing things properly because there's haters. I hate mm-hmm. to make it sound that way, but it's, it's true. That's just well,
0: that's what our it hope, is. is. To
3: be a, a beacon of the community, to be that light. Have you um, had
0: much pushback since you've opened? Here at the center? Not no, that I've noticed, and I've been volunteering with you since the beginning.
3: No, we've been really fortunate in that space. We haven't had, um, you know, even like through social media, people have been very supportive. Um, but there's, you know, there's a, that group of people out there. Um, we don't care what they have to say. Come come, come for me all day long. 4028 Chapman Highway. I got no problem to talk to you. <laughs> but we have to advocate for the folks that don't have that in their life or that ability to do that we are fortunate the last pride fest we had seven protesters
6: Protesters.
3: we up security thinking we would have more and we had seven um so we are fortunate but we will always be aware of our surroundings and make sure that we can protect everyone um but no we have not had a big pushback here i don't know if it was the right timing or if it was kismic i don't know what it was but it just hasn't been i don't feel unsafe here that was some questions were brought up we have a security system we have a lot of fail safes in place but i feel very comfortable here i think most people feel comfortable here
0: it could be just you
3: it could be i'm an asshole what were you gonna say alexander so
4: um i think the reason why we've not really had a lot of pushback as a queer black and white person i feel like the hate within Like towards LGBT people of color in this city is hidden and quiet Mm -hmm. and silent. There's a lot of racism on the straight side and within the gay community ourselves. I've seen countless white people tell black gays, "Mm, you're not my type. And I think that's why we don't see it a lot. It's just very silent and subtle racism. And we can't really pick up on it unless you have your radar focused on it. And I think that is kind of a blessing and a curse because a lot of us don't get have to deal with that emotional trauma and i think you can kind of pick up where i'm going Mm -hmm. with it i rather see like okay i see the little subtle hint that racist, but don't give it me your full strength i'm just gonna back away if that makes sense
1: saying it's better to know the devil a devil that you know is better than a devil that you don't
6: yeah Mm
3: -hmm. well we can't fix everything but we've had situations where we've discussed alex and i've had discussions and we go after i'm not somebody who messes around you want to fuck with somebody that's important to the community to me to our organization in general i'll come for you that's what we have to do as supporters oh, there's someone walking into the pride center because we are an open space
0: yes hi hi <laughs> is this where the little store is tonight? yes it
3: is we're actually recording a, a podcast right now. but you know what you can come in yeah, and come we'll cut in. you out come yeah.
2: on in
6: Nope,
3: You wanna grab her? Yep, I'll grab her
2: that. I'm recording all this right now. Oh. I just started again while you were talking.
5: Tell about that story. That. Uh, so while we we're talking about you know this hate rhetoric and stuff, um, there was a gentleman that came by the center today because he's in town for work and he lives in Indiana and um, he was scrolling Facebook and saw posts about the center um, and felt like he needed to stop by and support. Because where he is from in Indiana, uh, there is there is nothing like this because it's so backwoods um, thinking about that. And so he felt it was important for him to support the community where he could because he can't do it where he lives.
2: Yeah, that I mean, that's the kind of thing I'm just surprised and Me saddened, too. but... It's nice that allies are seeking people out, and that's what you need, though, just as um, I've learned through different, whatever group you're advocating for, it takes people that are not in the group to be true allies and just be like, hey, this is, you know, these are people, they're human beings, people are people, you're amazing, wonderful People Who cares who you're sleeping with? Like, I mean, you know, stop being so pervy.
5: <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I, mean, I think people think that the LGBT plus community has such, I don't want to say hatred, but this discontent with straight community. But um, one of my favorite TikTokers, um, you know, just made a, a very big post in support of the LGBT community and got a lot of flack for it. And in her post, she talked about allyship and how important it is because a true ally will pick up the fight because we've had to fight so hard. Yes, Mm -hmm. In order to give us a moment's rest, they're going to continue where we stopped so that we can pick back up once we've had that rest. And, you know, we can't, as a community... Discredit anyone that is willing to support, Um, and and just because you can't say that you're a queer person doesn't mean you don't belong.
2: So down at the festival, I brought my son, who's straight, with me down there, and my daughter's a lesbian. She didn't want to go; she had stuff happening at home. So when I would introduce RJ, plus I was an ally performer, so I was like, okay, I brought my son, and they were like, oh, you know. I was like, he's straight. I'm like, my daughter, who is gay, you know, she decided to sit it out. But, you know, she's already perfect. So let's see if we can gay him up a little (laughs) while he's down here. But it was so great because on the ride home, he was like, I don't understand men who, you know, are so worried about gay men hitting on them or whatever kind of a thing or treating them anyway he goes i had maybe two guys i said are you sad you didn't get that much attention <laughs> he, goes, he goes i had maybe two guys that were kind of like oh and then i was like yeah cool bro you know and he looks like oh. and then he was like it was so sad to see their face like oh great He's a bro dude. you know or whatever and,
0: but That's he my was my husband's like, life right there
1: that, yeah. i know right everybody wants
0: him let but, me
5: tell you i but i can tell you um, we know when you're straight yes. and, and we ain't coming for and you
1: That's what he was saying he why, was like, why am they I wasting my time
5: when I know I can't get something So for when it comes to the damage He was like they don't want
1: really- to <laughs> Here's the thing, though. It's also the assumption is just because I like the gender that you are means that I find you attractive. Right. Exactly. Absolutely not. not. Exactly. That's not how that works. Thank you. Why would well, you make the assumption of just a gay man being like, just, I saw another man? I hope we're going to bone. And yeah. it's like, no, no. no. There's, you know, consent, but attraction. But I think it's, you might look rough. Like there's a whole yeah. lot of things you cannot assume that someone. Or like wants to be most straight at,
2: straight men, you haven't washed your ass in yeah, a while. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. I don't know. It's
1: just... I've I have always been so baffled by the dudes that are just like they find out someone's gay and they're just like, "Do you think I'm cute?" And it's like, "Do you want him to lie to you?" <laughs> or or, you,
5: or... I'm, I'm okay with it. Just don't hit on me. Trust that one. That's like also the misconception. Oh, right.
2: I, I, I feel i feel like they're leaving out some words like please yes.
1: you know yeah, please okay. hit on me oh i would love uh, it if you did i would never well that's public. like Indeed. yes exactly
5: <laughs> the last parade we were in before we joined the board um you know we had there was the group of protesters and as our float went by uh, one of them called me a pedophile and what? i stopped and looked at him i said um I'd rather have your dad than your son. Woo. Don't assume what you don't know.
2: But gross. Do you just, yeah. you know, well, know that word. Uh, we were just okay. Talking about that, hold just on. Throw yeah, that, know that word. word. Out. Now there are some. You know, like some straighties do get yelled at. Hey, pedophile. I mean, you know, usually they're priests, but. <laughs>
0: but i don't you know you know sometimes
2: that happens but why what why you know
0: i'm so dumb that i had the epiphany the other day is okay so if you if you are a pedophile and you like what's the easiest job to do become a fucking priest or a teacher
2: or any Probably position. is
0: easier, though, because you're taking a thing of celibacy. Well,
2: apparently all the, yes, from a lot of the trauma that I learned about this weekend was that. I was the official hugger of the Aww. P3 comedy fest. I was very excited about that. And, um, but, yeah, to hear, first of all, I'm just, I'm traumatized from their trauma. My heart has been broken and rebuilt and then resculpted into something even more amazing but I just because I can't fathom certain things because mm-hmm. I'm not the kind of parent mm-hmm. that would do these things or I can't even imagine the reign of terror that would come down on somebody for hurting one of my children or one of my children's friends or you know and then the grooming that goes on just the you know, and then people using God to terrorize these poor souls. It's uh it just, anyway, so I would be angry and then so proud of them. <laughs> Want to, you know, white trash girl fight some people that they were told about. I'm like, listen, I got some Florida woman in me. <laughs> you know, I have, I have enough trash in me to make for a very bad day is all I'm saying. It's in there. Take the
1: girl out of the trailer park, but yeah, don't let the smile fool you. I'm also from Florida, (laughs) I got you.
2: Yes, I have. Okay, just once. I mean, you know, I was married.
3: (laughs) We've been looking at some beautiful trailers. I didn't marry well.
0: My husband will not do it, and like, they're they're, they're
3: built
2: so much better now. now. they call them modular homes now and they call yes, cross mods and, and they are
3: to die for they
2: do not have the you know paneling with the seams in it anymore mm-hmm. i mean that's sheetrock
3: no the one we recessed. looked at the other day had sub-zero refrigerators and I was yes like, uh,
2: yeah what it is is you know i figured out because i had skylights and beautiful garden tubs and um Nothing wrong with a garden tub. Yeah, no, I'm oh, all about a garden tub. Yeah. Oh, I love a garden tub. I would like to get one of those walk-in tubs for my to soak my old lady bones in properly.
3: I want that too. I'm, I I have old lady bones. I identify as old lady bones.
2: <laughs> I'm telling <laughs> you, I'm Epsom salt soup is what I'm. Mm, <laughs> I'm. I am down.
3: Open mic after the market Sunday. Fine. We can go eat dinner before. Fine. I'll buy you dinner. Okay. I'll sit on your lap and buy you dinner.
1: You don't have to do that. Okay. I'll just take I just was to try how far you
3: would keep saying fine, too. So remember
4: that pop socket can we take mm. turns
1: about whose lap yes so, okay. really he he can my no, lap is can, open to no, office no, like <laughs> anybody it's yeah. just so not John can,
4: Can't. as soon as you like pop it and like put your thank finger you. it pops off <laughs> so you. then I try to awesome. put my phone <laughs> oh, you're oh you're good
0: yeah. our podcast, thank, thank you you might lure yourself oh this next one that will be out next Monday awesome Thank you.
3: thanks for coming
1: by. thank you
6: bye bye
3: we flip those our heads
1: back on, harsh. Oh, my name's john Dad don't like lights. harsh lighting uh, i don't daddy almost 40 <laughs> daddy I know who
3: did that. yeah someone wrote washing me up there
1: where? hey john well, have where? you looked in it this probably Braddy. no you should look at
3: <laughs> i remember like there's something in there i don't know why
1: yeah you should just take
2: a game but why I was know, it I you didn't do it. all we right do it. you know
3: where you want to start back to
2: where you're we're recording oh All right, Braddy,
3: get back, get back to bidding It.
2: No, you, you are orchestrating this. I gave you the last
3: part. We, we still got some filler, I feel like, I don't feel like you have to finish now. unless you're ready. (laughs) (laughs) are we ever ready to it. finish
0: we're never we we say we're we ready to, to, finish, to finish and then we talk, talk. for another 30 yes.
2: minutes
3: gab and john time we say what we want and we don't give a damn
2: right boom
3: i'm going to do a
4: shameless plug for uh, uh, the rupaul drag race viewing party at south press every friday until july 11th i, I believe. believe so yeah oh, through the end cool. of rupaul it's been a lot of fun we yes. had what 20 people last week uh somewhere around there yeah that sounds good. It starts at six thirty every Friday. Well, doors open at six thirty, and the show starts at seven.
3: And the coffee bar is open, and then we do a discussion afterwards.
0: Ooh, we have our like what kind of discussion? Talk about the show. Who we talk about the outfits and yeah. who mm-hmm. should have won and who tea. didn't? Mm-hmm. Like at the Raja Pride Center on being- Friday
3: nights, yes. we have um,
0: Raja is being shit on, and I, don't I like disagree. Prince Monsoon's mm-hmm. amazing. You disagree? Okay. I-
4: I loved Raja in season three, but the fashion is just not doing it for me.
5: There's the door. I mean, <laughs> like... It's been a
3: great
4: ride. For the first fashion queen, I'm just not getting high caliber f- fashion. Like, what Shay's Talking giving... a
3: little bit closer.
4: What Shay's giving, what Trinity's giving, Monet, like, mm,
3: I'm going to say those are like my top Monet's three amazing. with I, fashion. I love but Friday nights at the center, we do our youth groups... So we've been hosting the viewing party at South Press. And Jocelyn is a great community partner and has been great to open up for us. And they have the coffee bar available. So we had a lot of fun. We watched the two if you're listening,
0: one. this is the open invitation to come be on our show.
3: You just have to walk in with a backpack and be like, we're starting.
1: <laughs> also, Jocelyn, I love you. Just wanted not, me know. She's
3: she like, oh, I don't remember. Okay, I guess I did. <laughs> we love South Press. We do. They've been a great community partner. And um, like we told you a year ago, she opened during the pandemic as a trans woman, a minority-owned business, a coffee shop, and succeeded and flourished and thrived. And we were like, if she can do that it's almost our responsibility to open a pride center there was no reason anymore someone else went out and did something out of the ordinary and it worked and luckily it's worked for us too
0: yeah i'm ready for the north press so <laughs> i <have> to drive <laughs> i think she's got some here.
3: surprises coming up that everyone would be pretty excited about
0: well if she come on the show she could tell us all about it
3: <laughs> i'll say this if okay. she uh, would come on the show in july she may have something really cool to talk about
0: nice. so that would you should be just stop cool.
3: by there and be like Hey, bitch, let's do this. (laughs)
1: Right? Yeah.
0: I don't feel comfortable calling her bitch yet.
1: Yeah.
5: She'll she'll read you the
3: filth. And I was was hoping you'd fall into the trap, but you did not. You're too smart. Thank
5: God. (laughs) I am too smart. You are. You may have to be willing to do this kind of setup. Well, you did
3: a live show from there. We did. Just you guys talking.
2: Yeah, we have an, I have a portable one, but it only has a two mic entrance. So that's the only reason that i brought but i also have another mixer that i didn't read the instructions to <laughs> well, and that's just, why i didn't use them
3: we're just down the street from south press you can almost see each other from our locations. so hopefully another few years south knoxville will just be a big old gay district that's yeah our, i was out goal. of town
2: did you go to the parade the south knox parade did that's it
3: happen next week so no oh, pride next? is next weekend the 11th this coming weekend the 11th i am going it's, to be it's out not of a, town it's not so a parade it's they're doing a, a big block party with vendors and food oh, cool yeah so that's another yeah. reason to move our festival october we don't monopolize the month of june so smaller organizations can have really fun parties we'll be there with a the booth and we're gonna have a great time and we didn't have to plan it or organize it and so that's, that's the a great part. thing
2: yes because you can enjoy being a part of the community
3: it will be so much fun just to manage the 41 events we have in june <laughs> <laughs>
6: that's
2: very exciting so that sounds like a lot of fun
3: i don't think that when we sat in your basement um your dry basement a year ago that we would have <laughs> thought we had an average of 40 things happening each month here. i How think our amazing. goal would have been like can we get one or two support groups going that'd be cool maybe we do i always wanted to do a karaoke night and a trivia night i was like that'll be fun but we just never thought it would be every day all day.
2: yeah Bratty gets volunteer of the year of Gavin girl time uh, she gets an award okay for I'll a, take it. the consistency of the um, cathartic karaoke i'm so thrilled at how it's
3: been one of most one of our most successful events
2: how it's grown and it's all bratty people people really enjoy it. i mean
0: mean, if it wasn't for the camps i would not even be able to do karaoke right now they have given me a space to where i can come in and create the little art that i have and to give people the opportunity to just sing it out just get it all out and that's what I want in yes. cathartic karaoke. And uh, Jordan, you're you're a big part of
1: that, too. I mean, I just like singing. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I mean, you just gave me a place to sing. Do you know that there's sing. a karaoke bar here in Knoxville mm-hmm. that just opened?
2: I had no idea until I saw it on Facebook. Yeah, the
3: karaoke's got to come back. I
2: remember yes. back in the day when we would be on come here on vacation and have to go, my uncle would just have to go to Big Mama's Oh,
1: oh, yeah. oh my god I they're Big warrants. Mama's.
3: Well we purchased more laser lights to bother Braddy and Carrie King to the ends <laughs> of the earth but we're gonna uh, fix them so they don't shine in people's faces but we we're investing in some of our programs to make sure people's experiences are even more fun because I think it's a big part. We have two interns from the UT University of Tennessee Psychology Department and their entire year has been spent building out a survey monitoring that survey processing that data and then coming back to the pride center and telling us what we need what we're doing well where we need to work on and That's it's all community so awesome. driven and more so than support groups um, and different things was group activities with your community and one of them was karaoke one was trivia game nights we do uh, magic the gathering every first saturday of the month there's a dungeon and dragons tournament happening next door at the other part of the center right now that happens weekly um and that was the community outpour was this is what we want more so we need the other things too but people wanted a place to be a community together and i think that's what we've accomplished here so far yeah.
2: so exciting
0: so as much as i love you john thank you so much i want to hear from the other board members cool. and why you are a part of this organization so alexander if you would like to go sure. first
4: so, I believe I joined Knox Pride after the 2019 festival. Um, there were some issues that came up regarding Black Lives Matter attire being worn at the parade, and I had. Um, I felt like people of color, whether they were in the community or not, weren't being listened to at the time. There wasn't any black or brown folk on the board there was an asian person of descent on the board but there still wasn't someone that deals with systematic racism on the day-to-day basis and there's still a lot of intersectional what is the word i'm trying to think intersectional uh intersectionally i think is
3: that it? intersectional yeah
4: thank you i'm pretty not smart
3: um leave leave that in (laughs) that's why i'm here
4: i'm just pretty face um but i think there just no one was there to think about our community in that aspect and i wanted to make a change i wanted to help make pride more affordable at the time vip packages were 165 something dollars there was no black people there it was nothing but cis white men Mm -hmm. and some of their for female friends how is that fair to me how is that fair to anybody who can't financially afford that and i think that was my biggest drive to join to make a difference help support black people help support black trans women i'm not trans but i will fight and die for a trans person any day and i think that's the biggest thing their cause for me to join and i want to just help keep growing that
0: what have you gotten out of this
4: um that pride is just not a party. That's the biggest takeaway. And I think a lot of people are still in that mindset. It's just, there's not a a lot of queer spaces that are sober. That's just not about partying, getting drunk, and just seeing who we can go home with. And I think that's the biggest takeaway with me joining this. It's about building our community, making sure everybody can survive and thrive. And that's the most important thing
2: how does the community feel about the commodification of pride of it being now consumer driven do you feel do you like that it's a fad does it bother you or does it help spread more awareness or uh, you know i'm just curious how does the gay community feel about that
3: are you asking alexander or anybody anybody
2: it's free question you might have, yeah, start for and everyone. Really use, have your hot
3: take yes i think that you have to capitalize on things. Um, I think it's great awareness that people embrace pride propaganda, if you will.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, um, <laughs> I, I mean, that, I think Shindo. that's a perfect.
3: But I think there's a better way to do it. Um, the Pride Center, we're a nonprofit. We're a small nonprofit. If you look at a lot of places that we are hitting the numbers of, we have to have sponsors. Yes. Um, to continue to be free. It's really important. Just what Alexander talked about, we listened to those things. He and I started the year before him and we had very similar feelings about, you know, things. I, I joined Pride because I felt like it was a bunch of people that like me that I didn't feel like were representing our community. So my goal was to blow it up. Um, and we did in a way, in a good way, in a different way. I'm a different person than when I started here. So blowing things up or have a different meaning to me now. Um, but I think it's important for sponsorship because... Just like what he talked about the VIP passes. They're unattainable. I thought they were expensive. Um, we re- removed that. Can this you explain year. explain what that is? So, it's a free pride. So with the VIP pass, okay. you it, it, it had good intentions. Um, I think the thought process was another way to make money off people who could afford it for the folks that couldn't. But what it ended up happening, and it kind of shot me and Dustin, I think both. There was a large area in the middle of Pride separated by a physical fence with your own party uh, with better food, better alcohol, all included, seating spaces, air conditioning, private bathrooms. And it just, to me, uh, probably for the first time, because I feel like I was probably not the best representation of our community for a long time, but I saw that while I was working in the trenches with everyone else. And I thought that is the biggest visual of segregation and... Um, disjointedness of our community and privilege. And it was just a bunch of white people. And as I started researching because my brain is more systematic numbers, spreadsheets, and started looking, it wasn't folks who represent our community. It wasn't even folks who paid to be there. And I felt like it was just a glaring just this thing like this isn't okay we shouldn't be doing this so alexander and i and several other people talked about it for the last two years we worked really hard during the pandemic to use our time wisely there will be no vip this year and i think that might make some people angry but i would challenge you if you're angry about that to really think about where the root cause of that is what what in you is making you angry because it's not us making you angry Um, there will be a pride pass so you can get um Tickets for your drinks at, when you pop in, so you don't have to stand in ticket line, and there'll be preferred seating in the amphitheater, um, and that's just like any other amusement park. Anywhere you go, Dollywood, you get fast passes. So I feel like it's a lot less not community being together, but if you want to have the ability to grab your drink tickets before standing in line. We can do that and it'll be much less expensive um, i think it'll be more obtainable to a lot of a lot of people so i think removing those kind of things are important but the flip side of that is you have to have pepsi you have to have choice health networks you have to have cherokee distributing um, choice health networks cherokee distributing and pepsi have done a lot of good for pride and never asked for anything in return choice health network sponsors one of our suites here they cover the rent there, you'll see nothing about them on it. They wanted people to feel, if they were sober, they could have the, use the space comfortably and it wasn't uh, promoted by a liquor sponsor. Choice Health Network has never asked for anything in return. They've just always been a great partner to us. And at the time when we needed to secure funding to open the space, we didn't have assets. We, as a company, we didn't have credit. We didn't have anything in our names. They wrote the checks to make sure we could get into the space to do the work um so those kind of corporations are great to work with and I'm happy for them to profit because um, normally they're like choice Health, they're profiting from the government not from our community members um but I don't I don't know if people other people feel this way but like Target and stuff like that I don't care if you have your stuff that's fine there's some cute stuff there I have bought stuff at Target before I think it's equally important though if you're going to go out and have a good time with corporations that you seek out local, independent nonprofits, and you spend the same amount or more with them. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pride Center has a huge merch shop. It's a it's a big part of how we pay the bills. Uh, South Press has a merch shop that helps her small business stay open. If you don't buy four or five T-shirts from Target and you buy a couple from us or from South Press, it's, it's going to make all the world difference for us. It's not going to hurt them. But I don't mind... I don't mind if they have their Pride logo up for June. It, it, it It's just another way to piss off people that don't like gay people. They got to look at those logos for a month. So that, that part makes me happy.
6: And I don't think it's the worst thing to
3: support a corporation. Um, do your research and then make sure you're supporting your local nonprofits and small businesses. Some you, you people gotta, don't
0: even look past that, though. Yeah. You know, they buy a shirt and they think, oh, I'm supporting in some way.
3: I have noticed this May versus a lot of others. And I think the pandemic has um, changed a lot of people. I think a lot of people no longer care uh, what you think about them or they don't have to follow certain rules. The Pride Center purposely works outside of most rules from other people because we can get more accomplished that way. And I've seen more in May of people promoting shopping locally, small businesses. So I don't know if it's going to be a thing forever the way it has been. I think that people are changing their mindset.
2: Yeah, be Dolly Parton capitalist. That's what I say.
3: Yeah, I've heard you say that and I don't disagree with it. You bet your butterfly (laughs)
6: tattooed
2: butt that's what Dolly would do.
0: (laughs) Alexander, you wanted to say something.
4: So I have a spicy take. I think when it comes to big corporations, it's great that you can throw up a rainbow flag and sell rainbow merch, but how are you treating your LGBT employees? What are you doing for the community besides just lining your pocket, saying, hi, we support the gays, but only during this month. Why don't you have Pride merch all throughout the year? Donate it to local LGBTQ resources groups or doctors or businesses that help LGBTQ people because you're just doing it for money in my eyes. It's great in
0: appearances.
4: Correct. Yeah.
5: That's yeah. I I agree with that. It like Target has a section and, and they do promote queer artists, but why is it just June? Yeah. Why are you not picking a different queer artist each month to promote? Um and um I, I like you said, I, I think it's a fad, you know. I can buy something that has a rainbow flag on it now because it's cool. Um, but I think businesses should be required to show how they're supporting the LGBTQ community with that. If you know if, if you're doing it in in response to help the community, that's one thing. But show us where it's at. But I I think there has to be some accountability because. Walmart, why does Walmart have a (laughs) pride section? Just for June. I mean, it's shitty stuff. (laughs)
4: <laughs> but Why do they have a Juneteenth ice cream that's yeah. trademarked by See, a white oh, got corporation? corporation. Yeah, uh, but, but,
3: but it I should know, never but, even... A but uh, company like Walmart, that should never even got there. No. Yeah. I felt like yeah, if no. I walked in and was like, hey, Alex, hey, Jordan, I have an idea. Juneteenth ice cream. And you would both no. be like, go no. to no. hell. Yeah. Stop right. I, know. <laughs> that
5: I think it has to come from our community. Yeah, we, we are supporting these businesses and we're allowing it to happen.
3: I don't think it's part of it. I think that as community at large and allies... It's great in June to enjoy that stuff. I think there's a part that you can really enjoy and it's fun. But I think that as a group across the nation, across the world, we have to start holding them accountable. Like I said, we have to say, why are you not doing this every month? Why are we not seeing more of this? But also as a community, we have to say, why are we not supporting our local queer-owned businesses, our POC-owned businesses, minority-owned businesses? Because I know this, those those businesses have merch up all year long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I don't need a pride flag in June. I, you, nope. know, you need it all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> and
4: to those big corporations we're black 365 we're queer mm-hmm. 365 just not for 31 30 days in one month like so show your support every single day yeah. and show your employees that you care provide trans health care, gender assigning uh, surgery insurance to your employees give the employees what they need just don't throw up rainbows yeah. and like hi we love you no that's not enough
0: Having worked for Walmart for twenty years and re-
2: retired from there.
3: Well, you worked at Sam's I'm just <laughs> a lot. <laughs> That's a little bit better. story. That's a little bit better.
2: The bougie Walmart. The, the bougie Walmart.
3: <laughs> Both Walmart. There
0: in June. They're not even thinking about June right now. They're thinking about Christmas. Mm-hmm. So every you know everything has a schedule, and it's six months before, and they just they don't care. Nope. It's June. I'm going to make
1: money. During May Pride, every
2: every, from December, February, January, winter February Valentine's Day, March mm-hmm. Saint Patrick's Day Well, I don't Day, care if they make money, make Easter, all the money you want. What you do Easter do with it is important. Mm-hmm. April, Easter Mother's Day, and they can say
0: Father's Day. They
2: all these made-up
0: are you going to go to them and say, "Okay, I want to see your books because I don't believe you"? No, no, you're probably not going to. So they can sit here and say whatever they want, but it will be, yeah, it might go to the community, but it's like a trickle down kind of thing, yeah. right? Like it's going to go here first, and then, ju- 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 mm-hmm. and then the the pride community might get a little sliver. Yeah. But if of if something. you start
3: supporting the local and the small business and pride centers there are pride centers all over the country we're part of a network now I had no idea how many there were if you start doing that in Moss then they will notice mm-hmm. they yes. will have to make a change because Walmart may not care and people have to go to Walmart that's just part of life there's there's not you don't have to go to you Walmart you don't have to but a lot of people do sometimes that's all you have around you in it's some areas just, yeah, yeah. but if you start Girl making cables. that change at a national level it may take some time but we'll start seeing the change that people want it's, it's nice to talk about wanting a change we have to start really thinking about how do we start really effectively implementing it. And to kind of piggyback off of
4: your corporation uh, with the donations, when I worked at McDonald's and I was there for 10 years, uh, they donate a penny from every Happy Meal to the Ronald McDonald House. And the rest is by what people donate. Mm-hmm.
6: How mm-hmm. can that
4: charity that they own support themselves off of a penny from because every Happy Meal? They Mill?
2: sell billions. Yeah,
3: but you would
4: There's
2: think not, billions not of pennies. That's
3: still not a Give lot. Give a dollar. Give them two dollars. Well, true but facts. it's it's another thing. It's the it's the perception of the consumer. They think that all this money because they see tons of Ronald McDonald houses. They see the work it's doing. Because they put those people out in social media and say, "I survived. My child was okay." Blah blah blah. My family lived here for eight months. That does happen. But there's a, a perception that it's, there's millions and millions and millions. It's not other people donating. And it's the same thing with you know, any other nonprofit. People think that Pride has millions of dollars lying around. It's a struggle to make sure every need is being met. Um, but I think people just think because if you do a good job or you have a building that kind of looks nice and you're consistently here and doing things, it must be okay. And I think that's the mindset that we get into, whether it's June with corporations for merch or any other month that we're not taking care of our community. Um, there's always a cost, and it never it never gets lower. You're never going to be like, ah, the lecture bills a third of what it used to be. That's just not how it works.
5: Mm-hmm. Well, I think part of that is because we are people are still in the mindset of, of a one day festival, and so what they see is there's. 25 companies that have donated enough money to get their name and their logo on something so therefore there is a ton of money coming in but what they are not seeing is that that company's paid $1,000 one time for one day but that company's not giving $1,000 each month or every week or, or what it is. They've, they've given enough for one time to get their logo on a piece of merch
3: well and even with transparency i think it's important to be transparent with what we're doing and i'm the bottom dollar ends with me we don't have five sponsors for pride in in october the pandemic made a big difference i think with people i think a lot of people think we received money in 2020 and 2021 that we just banked from corporations there were no pride so there were no sponsors they're not paying us to help pride they're paying so you see their logos mm-hmm. it's just a. Uh, it's that's how it's that's business the, no matter what their intentions are there's some great people we work with that really care but what they're paying for them day is to have their logo on our banner and if there are no banners there are no money coming in um and this year it's been a struggle even with people who have been sponsors of pride for 10 15 years i don't know if it's a uh, they think we're doing great because we have an actual building or it's just that everyone's hurting from the pandemic still um so i think that it's important for people perceptions and realize like we don't have five major sponsors for pride i saw a facebook post from some other day saying that why are we let, letting pride profit from corporations we aren't profiting anything to start with but we don't have you know i think in 2019 there were 25 i think you were right there were 25 sponsors we have five right now it's a long hill we're moving to a three-day festival with twice the amount of attendees and running a center seven days a week 365 days a year and we slashed our pride budget by sixty thousand dollars and it's still not in reach yet and i think that's the bottom line we'll do it we'll get there we're going to take care of everybody but it's an every day i have at least five meetings a week asking people for money following up. And people don't give money the first time you talk to them. It's not how it works. You have to sell yourself. Then you have to sell your business. Then you have to sell your your community. And then they need to know what the buy-in for them is, no matter what size business it is. But it's never like, hey, I stopped by to give you $10,000 today. That's just not how it works. And then when they do say, yeah, there's two to three months of paperwork, policies, people in the offices having to sign off on stuff, accountants, lawyers, so it's a slow process, but it's 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 a big part of our job here is to raise money. I just don't want anyone to ever feel like we're sitting on a mountain of money asking for more. We put it right back out in the community. Doing life skill classes, having support groups, even doing karaoke. These are not free things. Even if they are free, even we don't spend any money on anything, we have electricity. Mm-hmm. We have water from the bathrooms. It, it, it's the rent on the space. It, everything has a cost. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to have to make other people... It would be real shitty to open a Pride Center and be like, all right, that'll be $7 every time you walk in the door. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't make sense. But for folks who aren't hurting, that can give, they need to give because it helps folks that you may never walk in this Pride Center, but you may know that you help contribute to people eating today or having clothes to wear an to interview or having a computer to get their SNAP benefits or to apply for a job. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the stuff people don't think about. I think once you get in here and you see it working, it's hard to unsee it and you want to be part of it. But I think the majority of our community hasn't seen it yet. I think the more that see it, the better it will be.
0: And I already know the answer to this question, but have you ever had to turn anybody away?
3: What do you mean? As far as, like, it's help? Yes. No. Yeah. And if you Google Knox Pride, the phone number is my personal phone number. Um, if they call at 2 o'clock in the morning, if they call on Sunday, if they call at my kids' soccer games, it's me they get. Now, I may call Alexander or I may call Jordan, who both volunteer weekly and say, I need you to help these people. Dustin's here 40 hours a week. He doesn't get paid. We have several other people to hear all the time, but we've never turned anyone away and we never have not been able to find what that person needed. Now, it may be that we go by with our own personal money or it may take a day or two to find an and agency that's what people that can help not understand either yeah. is
0: that when you are a giving person you talk about this all the time that you're broke is a joke because you give and give and give <laughs> um i've f- totally forgot where I was. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's
3: a real but, thing though but you get a when you're working in this field and someone facebook messages from the ether and you don't know them from anybody else and they need help and you have to figure out how to get that help, and you know you can't make it right then, and it may take a day or two for it to get, it is the worst feeling, you get the most stress, and you worry about that person. And we, we have people, we had someone earlier today, Facebook message and say, I'm living in my car with my wife, and we both are on insulin. We have a portable cooler, but our, we could no longer make our car payment, they are repossessing it today. Where do we put our insulin? And that's not something you would typically look at knox pride and think that that's an, but you can't say well that's not us and just delete it <laughs> right so i work my corporate job today before we came here and i spent two hours with one of our community partners finding them a hotel to go to tonight that's not an end goal that's a, a band-aid um, they're gonna come here tomorrow and get some food and some clothes and then hopefully by the end of the week they'll have them into a transitional housing but we could have very easily just been like <laughs> What you know, do you do with insulin? Help. How yeah. are we going to help you? Yeah. And I think a lot of people will be like, well, I can't help you with insulin. Well, that's not really the, the question. It's just like they are literally giving their car away. And if there was anyone in the world that they could call or message, I feel like if Dustin and I were losing our car that we lived in with our children, <laughs> I would not be reaching out to a stranger on Facebook. And that's what we think about when we help people is like we have great moms that will always be there for us. We have great friends. We could come live with jordan in a heartbeat these people don't have that so you have to make sure you're doing it and the follow-up is you can be like hey yeah great see you soon you have to make sure that'll be three or four more days of making sure the right people have helped these people and they've gotten into we can't stop helping them until we know they're stable
4: and i think a big thing for the community who has questions regarding what we're doing come to our meetings when we have them in public Mm -hmm. join online ask us questions we all have emails it's our first names mine's alexander at Knox pride
3: they're all on the website
4: info at Pride pride's another good resource i believe john has access to it and like uh, several other people if you have questions or doubts of what we're doing come talk to us we We have have, an answer we, we (laughs) we will have an answer if one of us doesn't have an answer someone
3: else has the answer we we were doing monthly board meetings that were public um well, let's, let's go backwards. We were doing monthly board meetings when I joined that were not public, and they weren't really meetings. And then we started doing monthly meetings that were public at a public building in Knoxville. And then the pandemic hit, and last odd last June, when we decided to work on Opening Pride Center, we started having community town halls at South Press, because we didn't have a space, but we thought that was a great place to do it and support local business. And we did them on Facebook we stopped doing them in march because we feel like we are connecting every day with people We're, if you look at our social media there's stuff there's a website with all the information there's a calendar of events there's a way to get a hold of us in a way there's never been before so we're going to go to quarterly open houses so june 14th from seven to nine we'll have an open house here at the pride center the board members will be here to answer questions representatives from our different groups will be here to answer questions it's a great time to see what we're doing You can ask any questions. I hate sitting at a table and look. I never thought I would say this, but I hate sitting at a table and looking at people waiting for me to answer a question. It's so much better just to have a conversation like sitting around and talking. Also, I may have a different answer than Jordan. Come and ask questions to anybody. You may not feel comfortable asking me a question. You may feel comfortable asking someone else a question. So I think going to these quarterly open house slash town hall meetings makes so much more sense than just talking to a camera in a room full of people for an hour and a half. And I think people might get tired of hearing me talk sometimes, but... We do. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how dare you?
1: No. Jordan, why do you volunteer here?
0: I mean, I already know the answer to that question, too.
1: Yeah, I'm, you're looking at him. Um, I love Dustin with every piece of my heart. Um, so here's the thing. Um... I'm trying not to do this. You started this. Um cry every day. It is so important to be seen when you never felt like you've ever been seen before. And I know that this is going to sound super crazy. I'm sorry, y'all. I love you so um, much. <laughs> the one thing that I've always known that I was good at was taking care of others and loving others with every piece of my being. And being able, being someone who at a very young age has been an ally, like just in high school, like my first report was on gay marriage being legalized. Like it's from the jump, I've been just fully supportive. Um, But the pandemic changed a lot of things for me. And I realized that I, well, mentally, spiritually, physically, it changed a lot of things for me. I feel like it was a big reset for a lot of people. And I feel like when John and Dust were just like, we're gonna make a Pride Center, and I was like, okay, I'm down, duh. <laughs> like, okay, cool, I'm excellent. I was like, ah, it probably makes sense to join the board now too, huh? they're like, yeah, yeah, you probably should. Um, But I'm here, honestly, and as I, as silly as it sounds, it's because I care, because I, have a passion for others and helping others be seen and be heard and loved and cared about just in case they aren't. Cause I also grew up with wonderful parents and wonderful friends and one and a wonderful sister and a wonderful husband, but not everybody is allowed to have that. Not everyone has access to those things. So even if it is as silly as being the person that hugs somebody at affirmation days awesome. or just, Huh? It's not silly Whatever um, Even if it is just hugging someone at affirmation days Or singing out some of the best karaoke tunes With your best friends All of those things Do nothing but build community And create a safe place For people that may not have a safe place at all It is. It is just the We may never understand Fully What we are doing in this space And I don't have to live to see it At all Because just like, just like Jen, if we help one person, then I'm good. I don't have to do anything else because that person's life is different because of something I did. Simply,
0: but it's almost like a drug because once you help one person and you see, yeah, you want that feeling more, so you
1: want to help more people. Yeah, and I'm a social worker on top of all this. (laughs) Like that, my (laughs) muggle job is. Yeah, like I'm. It's not like this isn't. I, are, I was already equipped with the tools to help in this capacity. And so why not just do it consistently? Because there's always work to be done. And I feel like the more people that are willing to do the work allows the people that have been working here the entire time to have the respite that they need so they can refresh and come back better.
5: But I think it's important, too, with being seen... That people realize that the center's for everyone. Mm. Yes. It doesn't matter. You don't have to come from a a low-income family. I mean, you could have all the money, but you don't know where those resources are because you don't know how to find it because you've never... You you didn't... It's hard for us to know that there's things out there for us. Mm
3: -hmm. Or you just want to be around like people.
5: Yeah. Yeah. We had Mm -hmm. someone come
3: to the first life skills class, and it, it geared from... 17 to 65 our two youngest children took the class um and he came he's a community member a prominent community member and he was like i'm sorry i i I don't know if i'm supposed to be here and i'm like well why did you come he's like i don't know how to cook and i was like well that's why you were supposed to be here and he just sat down and had the best time and now he is doing a life skills class for us in july and teaching first time home buying for queer community but he may not even thought about that if he had just turned around And left. And I thought it was funny you were talking about caring and being here for people. I was sitting here and you got a text message and said, Hey, will Dustin be (laughs) I'm gonna cry (laughs) Will Dustin be at the center tomorrow to fill out my college paperwork?
2: Aww.
0: And that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about here. So what's the future for Knox Pride? Are there any (coughs) new programs? coming out? Are y'all thinking about things? Um, what's going on?
5: There is. Um, the whole direction of the center is driven by the community. We can't have a community center that doesn't involve the community. <laughs> when we set out to open the center, we didn't open with set programs in place um, because what we thought the community might need is not might not be what the community needs. So um, as John said, we, you know, we have these two interns that have been gathering this information, doing these surveys and stuff. And that's, is what's going to dictate where the center goes, the community, the more involvement that the community gets. We had someone come in the other day to buy merch, and, and they said, you know, is, do you have a group that meets that's for, you know, like 25 to 30 year olds? No, because we didn't know that was the need, but now we know and we can do that. Um, we have a a mixer happening Saturday because there was a need. And so now we can, we can create that. That's the thing. There will always be new things happening here. As long as the community is telling us what it's needing.
3: Next week, we're starting our domestic violence support group every Tuesday for the rest of the year. Um, The YWCA hired an LGBTQIA plus liaison who is going to gear this class towards our community instead of a same-sex couple or same-sex domestic violence um, every tuesday and she is also the ywca is paying her to be here on tuesdays during our operating hours from 11 to 4 on tuesdays she's here in case someone doesn't feel comfortable coming to a group setting or if someone needs help right now we can make phone calls we can be helpful but we are not trained to help someone in a domestic violence situation that's her job she's here every tuesday so if somebody can get here and needs help or just has questions, those kinds of things are huge. We're going to do three weeks of home buying. Um, the The people who are helping us put that together have sourced out people who are trans-friendly, trans-affirming, queer-friendly, POC-friendly. We're going to have realtors, um, mortgage uh, brokers, uh, title companies, inspectors that are all affirming that we are personally vetting. So when you come here, you know, you'll get someone that cares about you. And that's another thing, putting back your money to places that support our community. Um, so I mean, that's just two big things that we're starting. I think mean, those are two huge things for our community. And then in August, we'll start our life skills series back again on top of all the other stuff. But I, I want to do, I want to fill up every day of the week.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. I do. So what's in the future for you guys?
3: Our hope is to build a, a permanent structure that's ours. Um, we have a great space here now we have two of the four spaces hopefully by the end of summer we have all four um, if we have all four spaces we'll have about 5500 square feet uh, that will allow us to have a dedicated event space a dedicated uh, boutique so we don't like to use clothing closet we want to take the stigma away so we'll call a clothing boutique it's all free just come by and pick up what you need and go And then we can expand our food pantry from a closet, a walk-in closet, (laughs) but a closet, (laughs) and expand that into an actual grocery store. Um, We really want to remove stigmas, and we really want people to feel not embarrassed and empowered to come and get what they need. People shouldn't be embarrassed so much that they don't eat, and I feel like that happens a lot. Um, We dealt with a friend that did not realize that we did this, that needed something, and they were really embarrassed. I was like, I'm happy we're here for you. We would have done that for you if you called us. But you should never feel embarrassed to walk in this door anyone who needs something should be here and if you don't need something be here in support or be here in commune with your you know with your fellow community and and if you want to start a program that we don't have we are happy to help you do that i don't want to run it all but we'll happily put it together i've for got you. several
0: so we we'll talk <laughs> afterward.
3: but i think having a space that we build and built specifically for our community Um, we really like to have 20 or 30,000 square feet. We like to have a gym. We think that would be great for community members. We'd like to have a pool kind of like, you know, how the city pools used to be Mm -hmm. in neighborhoods. I think that would be great. We want to build a youth living facility so we can stop houseless youth. Um, I think we work really hard in 10 years. We could not have that problem.
5: And I think if we
3: start with the youth, we can shore up the foundation of our community because in 20 years, when we all need help and <laughs> we're coming mm-hmm. to the Sprite center because we can't find any other old gay people to hang out with <laughs> the people that are you know 20 years younger right now are the ones who are hopefully gonna be the ones doing this
2: well how are you gonna be in a position to make this happen john
3: what a weird segue oh sorry i just keep talking so when we started i'll just i guess that's where i'll go so we started this a year ago with you guys i think we were the first place we talked about it out loud to people um i am the director of east tennessee for my company so i've been in corporate america for over 20 years um most of those 20 years i would say i cared about money more than anything um so i had a lot of with the pride center i felt i got a lot to not prove but make better in my own self so when we started doing this it was more so to let people know that that wasn't important like me having everything i drive a kia i love it (laughs) the mercedes is not the goal anymore um so with that after talking with dustin and our kids because when you see me or you see the time i spend here a lot of people say how
6: about
3: (laughs) how do you do all this that's time away from my husband. That's time away from my mom. That's time away from my children. Now they're here too, doing a lot of work. We have a 12 and 15 year old to do way more work than a lot of adults do. Um, but it was a decision we made as a family. Uh, Dustin left his job when we opened the Pride Center and that was a, a large income gone. And then for some crazy reason, I'm leaving my job. <laughs> so Thursday is my last day in corporate America. And that's something that's always been important to me. I want to be the boss. I am the boss. Um, I have a lot of employees. It'll feel weird to not have that anymore, but I'm really excited. Um, starting Friday, that's the first time i say it to people other than you guys. <laughs> I'll be the CEO of the East Tennessee Equality Council, which is our official name. Ed-
0: <laughs> Congratulations. <Yeah. laughs> Let me just tell you. So you I'm and I finished. met <laughs> what? Like... I don't know, like twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. Like I
3: say, twenty years ago, I'm like I'm no, not that like, old. I, I'm only twenty eight.
0: Like five or six years ago, yeah. And um, I used to think that you'd hated me for <laughs> most people for do it better. <laughs> but just your growth in the past three years has just been amazing, and you've become one of my very very good friends. And I just I love you. I love and you and i hope that you continue to evolve as we all do and you're doing it yeah you're doing it and it helps to have good people in your corner too have the best. like that one and like that one and like this one yeah. right here to and several
3: others yeah we to, have a small tight knit group to kind of kinda
0: knock your dick in the dirt and go um Alex. you're being kind of an asshole right now you know you know what i mean yeah. like I appreciate those people mm-hmm. that tell me that I'm a bitch sometimes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I have people that do that. And I have people that I know such a bitch. as soon as I pick to do something like build a pride center, mm-hmm. they're going to be right behind me doing that. I don't ever I worry about doing a loan and that's really becoming the CEO and the executive director of the pride center. My goal was to make everyone in our community feel like they weren't doing it alone, loan because I'd never feel that way
2: that's awesome I'm so excited Dustin what have you got going on
5: uh, I'm just supporting John um,
2: <laughs> that's difficult That's been, that's that's been a so you're chief supporter of
3: the CEO <laughs> yes.
5: um, he has a
3: nice car calm down <laughs>
5: <laughs> no I'm I'm just here to um, to help the future of, the, of this this space um, you know we came to pride like Alex did because we saw that there were issues. And you know, we w- were willing to stand up and, and press against those issues and to the change. And then, you know, we, we hope our community still does that now. You know, if, if we're missing the mark somewhere or, or we're dropping the ball somewhere, press us, mm-hmm. cause it, that change. Um, we're, we're, we're gonna try as hard as we can to, to hit every mark, but you know we're human, and and we're working hard, so we're gonna get tired, <laughs> and we're we're liable to drop a ball somewhere. And then you know we hope that the community has enough faith and trust in us that they can say, hey, you missed this, but we know you're gonna pick it up and you're gonna correct it, because um, that's how it change is gonna happen. Um, you know, and I'm I'm just here to to support those people who are, are going to do that.
3: I think it's important to say that a year ago sitting in your basement eating meatloaf i think and i feel like we're we have meatloaf. meatloaf no it was something weird i didn't want but it was really good it was pasta it was good but talking about
2: i don't remember starting
3: the center and talking about <laughs> fundraising for it and talking about that we were going to announce it at our meeting um i think that there are some people we should acknowledge who aren't here today that it Absolutely. wouldn't have happened without so Shout em out, nathan higdon our treasurer um he, lay, he and Heather Quinsley, our vice president, laid the floor in the vocational suite for oh, three weekends. Wow. Uh, Nathan is a high-maintenance gay, um, so this was new for him. He did an amazing job. Uh, Alexander and Jordan, Jordan's husband, Cade, Carrie uh, King, uh, our children, um, Matt Navarro and Story Vanessa. later on have been integral parts of what we do. Deja. Um, Deja Fitzgerald. Um, who else was here in the? Jacob I know, Miss Davis. It, Jacob Davis, Tracy. Yeah. I, I forget. Those are two of the most important people in my world. But
1: <laughs> please know who got sorry.
3: you. Sorry, Jacob runs our food pantry. Yes. Um, Tracy runs all of our youth programming, and they're the ones that don't ask what they get out of it. They're like, "Cool, we can do that," and it takes a lot of time. Um, so I think that's really important. To I had this idea. I said we'll do it. I made the commitment to a lot of people we would do it, but these are the people that actually did it
2: that are falling through with that commitment
3: and my husband keeps saying he just does this
1: Mm-mm. yeah <laughs> are we starting no. that now yeah. okay. but i
3: think it's really important uh, <clears throat> i get a lot of credit i love credit i love it less than i used to but this center doesn't work without dustin
0: absolutely not. so
3: and it's the things I that i don't want to do and that you don't want to do um but the bathrooms shines. get clean now now Brady is very helpful with that too but in the beginning Dustin cleaned the bathrooms. I don't think people realize where the trash gets taken out. There's not a a hole under the trash can. Um, If we had to work, Dustin was here at the center. Dustin had a prominent career. He's a very smart person. And he just gave it all up for our community, for me, for our kids. And uh, this would not work without him.
2: Yeah, I second Dustin Love. He's very And according to our
3: bylaws, he can't be on our board because we're married. But there would be no Knox pride without dustin
4: correct
0: amen i've been hanging out with him all day
3: <laughs> you guys have been here all day hang it's a fun yeah. place to be if you don't need anything or you don't think you need anything come hang out for a little we bit we
0: created a new number just sitting there
5: <laughs> so. i might even buy you lunch
2: Nice.
3: Dustin loves to have lunch
0: I,
2: I will do. say I would have never been able to pull off having a successful comedy show while I was out of town without Braddy and Dustin because those two made it the comics were great I mean it was definitely a team effort but Without those two, there's no way anything like that could have nope. happened. And so, it's just gonna
0: get better and better and better. Yeah,
2: there's we're
3: looking forward to the future.
2: Yes, definitely. All right, I'm so very excited. We're
0: gonna go around the room. Where can they find you, John?
3: Um, I am World Traveler 22 on Instagram, and I'm John Camp on Facebook. Um, if you go to any Pride, anything, it comes to me. So if you want to talk shit, don't go to Instagram. Whoever you were. <laughs> <laughs> Because you were talking to me the entire time. But I know how to be professional. <laughs> I do not. Don't come you are to You're getting much better, though. We're very proud of you.
4: I'm going from a pit bull to, like, a lab, <laughs> I like to say.
3: The best way, though, is john at uh, But I will literally answer everything that is not... Anything generic, it's me.
5: <laughs> Dustin? Uh, well, you can't find anything for Dustin on the internet. Um, You would have to go to, on Facebook, it's Barry Manatees. Um, Instagram, it's Barry Manatees. Twitter, it's Manatees Barry because apparently Barry Manatees (laughs) was already taken. Um, um, So that's how you can find me there. Alexander? You
4: can find me on Instagram as apex period alexander because i'm the best alexander there is alexander the great was the reference for my name so i'm gonna live up to it and then alexander in safel on facebook and asafel on tiktok
6: (laughs) oh i'll have a TikTok. tiktok friends
1: I don't really do social media, so you can just contact John and he'll tell me. <laughs> am I wrong?
3: That's a good thing, too. Like, if you, if you email info at knoxpride.com, I will get you to the right person. If I'm if, if not the shoes you need, I will get you to that correct person.
0: Yeah, and if you ever want to ask Jordan a question, just email Time at gmail.com
1: and put fed. it in well, screaming
3: into the yes, unknown. yeah
1: just screaming into the ether and the ricky fairies will bring it to me that is so
0: true I cannot tell you because we're kind of neighbors Jordan and mm-hmm. I are and I cannot tell you how many times she's been to my house drop stuff off mm-hmm. I've been to her house drop stuff off beep the horn Bye. Beep, beep. Yep. see you later goodbye I love you
3: well that's how the pride center started porch yeah. drop offs during the pandemic
1: yeah and your if we children. didn't have
3: pandemic porch drops off this not, would not have happened um, to wrap up I apologize Noxpride.com has our calendar of events because I just thought about others we have, we're have we starting craft nights in July we have a book Ooh. club starting in August um, so check out Noxpride.com. it's a live calendar It's everything is there you can see all the information and there's a link below if you want to use the space for something and it doesn't have to be a public event fill that form out and I will get back to you fast
2: that's so awesome. Yay. What
1: about
2: you? Um, Gab and Gail time <laughs> on all social medias.
3: America's t- fifth or sixth best female comedian. Right? <laughs> <laughs> not
2: or fifth or
1: sixth. You're the
2: worst. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I don't have Lisa Lampanelli's phone number in
0: I my phone. <laughs> I, don't I know, that know you do. Or enough, I just though. say, we'll, we'll give it to you. It's not you want. <laughs> You got anything coming up? Gail?
2: I have all kinds of things coming (laughs) up. I'm going out of town. I have uh, on the 3rd, this won't be, I will have already done it. I'm doing Dolly Fest on the 3rd of June. Then on the 5th, I am uh, hosting the Knox Pride open mic. Very excited to kick off the Pride comedy open mic here the 11th I'll be in Bowling Green uh, Kentucky the 12th Nashville the 18th across the mountain at Quirky Birds I don't know totally forgot about Juneteenth but it's not my holiday so I'm not going to appropriate it however I do have a lot of people of color on the bill that i'm very excited to bring to silva to promote them and it's a paid show for them so they get to make some money and then celebrate um however they choose and so i'm excited about that and then i will be at another festival at the end of june out of town we
3: almost called the prize center quirky birds now it's nice to know that's why we couldn't
1: (laughs) Yeah. Don't look at me. I'll also Quirky be doing Birds a tight is five a, is the a cool you Guys
3: want to come. I'll be doing crowd situation comedies. That was fun. Yes, you're children. going do you to do crowd
2: tomatoes?
1: work. Are you work. Very excited? Are you going to do a situation ship comedy? He's gonna he's okay. gonna create I'll just a
3: talk about people how they are all polyamorous, <laughs> but either with dogs or Uh-oh. restaurants or <laughs> best friends.
0: So you're working into yeah. my territory. I'm now. polyamorous so I, like, a with
2: my hair clients.
3: I just like you know. Jordan's polyamory is her husband and Taco Bell, something like that. It's not. <laughs> no, it's. Oh, what did I say it's earlier? It's
1: video games. Oh yeah,
3: it's Kaden video games. Cade's her husband. He also does our magic over the first Saturday of every month. Come down. Well, my it'll favorite, already be over by the time you hear this, but favorite, come next month.
1: Irish Viking. He's
2: the best. That's awesome.
3: It's handy to have a seven foot tall straight guy to do shit. How <laughs>
1: do we find yeah, you? I him.
2: Me?
0: I am brady Von Beaverhausen right. on Instagram. And I am Bruce Tonsils on Fat Life and TikTok. Come watch my TikToks. I just had another one go viral. Look at I know. Girl, look, at me, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. So Good once you go
3: viral, how do you keep it going? Do you have to like do stuff every Man, 20 minutes? I know.
0: I know, and it fucking sucks. I mean, it, you, the, <laughs> I know, the way it sucks to get you on TikTok getting, like, is to, just to pay you. Those stay corporations you hate <laughs> it.
2: All the time. Run after that attention. Yeah, you know. But I'm.
0: Yeah, I'm Gabby bad at TikTok. All the at attention
3: that. you can get, enjoy just... it.
0: Like I'll have a lot going on right now, but it might be you know weeks before I do when another you say video.
3: Viral, what is what does that equate to? You I always wonder.
0: Uh, a million point six views.
3: That's pretty viral. I would. I mean, for me, I think.
2: Yeah, the yeah. hashtag has that. I would think a
3: thousand she... views is viral, but I'm excited about a thousand. That'd be really cool. Yeah, she I has. That. But one point six million is a lot. Yeah.
2: yeah, she has. Our Gavin Girl hashtag because our and going viral and she'll have
3: are you oh, playing sorry. it right now? Yeah. So I like So, So dear listener, I was Gail to is find her playing usually, the video that went viral, but she's not showing up. anyone. They'll,
2: they'll have to look it up. They can hear the sound. See
3: me know? Sunday for open mic night. Yes,
2: if you want to see this and other videos by Braddy, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a big screen and show Braddy's no, You're going to have your
3: phone screen, and you're going to look at it and talk about it like we all can see it. Yes.
2: <laughs> Just like now. So which, which one went viral? That one. Oh yeah, twelve yeah. million. So
3: twelve point, million?
0: No, it's one
2: point two. One point
0: two.
3: I said
4: that's
0: no, a big. She ain't got her Hey,
2: look, on. it's very easy to get billions of views on TikTok. She has ten thousand likes on another, or views on another one. She's just going.
3: You're going after Jocelyn. You're in Jocelyn territory.
2: Yeah, she's Roman doing it. we can team up.
3: Okay, collab. That's a Eighty
2: point five k likes and ninety five.
3: Maybe you guys can move into an influencer house. We could start one of the a Knox Pride influencer house. Right?
2: She should.
0: <laughs> I feel like I'm getting a lot of bots though. Uh, yeah, it
3: still looks so good. I have it does to. look good. My daughter, my twelve year old daughter, told me what an influencer house was, and I thought that'd be fun to start.
0: No. Ooh, what is that? Where you? It's just where influencers
3: live together and create content, but it's mm-hmm. like all the cool. St- like they get. Sponsorships to give them cool stuff.
4: Honestly,
2: yeah, they get cool stuff.
3: I'd rather do something like a Mr. Beast game for
4: the community. I feel like that would be fun. I think you'd
3: rather do a, the circle game for well, the community. Yes,
4: the circle would be fun. I don't know
3: who Mr. Beast is, though. You've never? Had no, me? I'm. I'm almost what 40. is Mr.
4: Beast? Okay, so Mr. Beast is a content creator on YouTube. He'll do like challenges, like a uh, local f- people in the town or whatever. And like one I watched the other day was. He recreated the Squid Games, and the last person that stood won $456,000, and, like, it was literally... I think he said it cost him, like, $12 million to make that one video.
3: He recreated the whole set...
5: I don't know if you heard but well, earlier
3: we were talking about how we don't have well, millions of okay. dollars <laughs> well, I'm not talking about that. Um,
5: who, but like, <laughs> who
0: is Mr. Beast now that's got just 12 million dollars to, to look make a but like, gets, I feel like it would be
2: fun. like
4: say if we went and got a 3,000 dollar car and just did who can hold on to the car for the longest Wins. This I feel 19, like that would be something.
3: 87 Volkswagen Golf. Look, we can find it. would be fun. We could paint a rainbow. Um,
4: if we find a 1990 Honda Civic, that thing will probably last for another 40, 50 years. We,
3: we did talk um, about doing like a community wide scavenger hunt for an entire weekend at some point. I think that would be fun. Yeah. Yes. And maybe at the end you get a 1987 Volkswagen Golf.
2: <laughs> yeah. Or even. Or a 2014 a Chevy Cruze. <laughs> uh, the official pride the card. Yes. Never mind.
3: I'm sorry. I was laughing at his joke. What were you it's saying?
2: Fine. It doesn't matter. I worked it out. No, I gave you
3: complete matter. eye contact, though, like I was looking at you, listening to you. But it's
2: I a lot. It's cool. <laughs> Listen, you just make me feel married right now. That's all. I just feel married to a I've s- never had a woman tell me cis that. man. So thanks. <laughs> I like how with John, his positive outlook, everything's a compliment. Yeah. You know, I really like that show. What she's done to you? <laughs> <laughs> Better be
0: positive. We're going to wrap this up. We are. We are. And as always, we thank our listeners so much for tuning in every week, even though for the past couple weeks we haven't put anything out.
2: And that's my fault. We've been recording content, but life has happened. Yeah. We had life. It's summertime. Yeah. Yeah. And and we got shit to do. And Mother's Day and babies. Well, when you guys hear this in
3: November, we had a great pride. (laughs) (laughs)
6: <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> it, was, it was. Can you believe Cher came? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <the>
6: worst.
0: Yes, <laughs> and it's been a ball just talking to you guys.
2: Meanwhile, you guys it was me, me. Budget yeah. but Midler, over here. We'll see Yellow you next year. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely, we'll see you next year. Yes, and we're probably going to see Barry later on in the month. Yeah,
2: that's very exciting. I'll
0: stay home yeah. so you can talk. <laughs> John's nice. going to let uh, Justin talk for
3: a whole podcast I'll be doing CEOs I don't
2: believe it <laughs>
0: well it's happening
2: it's happening so he's gonna let him cause John's not gonna be there
0: he'll probably be there though
3: no he you knows think. my schedule you guys can schedule around me <laughs> still yep. controls my schedule
0: <laughs> we'll just come here during the as the, the first
3: husband he's very good yeah. at his job we'll
0: do it Yeah, as the first husband
3: well like when I become mayor or president
0: yeah you plan on getting more husbands?
2: No, no, like the, call first call lady. the first husband.
3: I mean, I'm open to another husband, he's, but he's got to
2: uh, do a lot more. First of work. husband to the premier gay, to really the gay premier.
0: <laughs>
1: and there's a committee, <laughs> so you better come prepared. Auditions go there.
2: live.
1: <laughs> there's a committee. I,
5: I
3: really to all, all right, thanks so much. <laughs> but everybody, will cut that. <laughs> go. <laughs>
1: please
0: like and subscribe to gab and girl time yes girl wait time. wait 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 and wait, eventually wait. you know you're not in charge of this right now
3: that's not what gal told me
0: <gasps> don't give him power he him. gets drunk
2: And what's his <laughs> drunk with <undying> power Pepsi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um are y'all gonna sing with us
3: Yes, Alexander. Yes. In the but outro? Gail, yeah, in the it's Gavin Gay time, but Gail will not get it right, so just go with it. It's
2: true, because I am such a narcissist.
0: It right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's all about me, damn it. That's why they named me gay. Oh, They knew I what was going to happen. time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, it's time to go. Y'all and I could go forever.
2: (laughs) Too long. The Energizer (laughs) Bunnies.
0: We're
2: the cute Energizer Bunnies of the Shindig. You know what? We thank you so much for listening to to
1: Gabin. Gay Gay time. Gabin. Gay time. Gabin. Gabin. Gay time. Gay time. I just didn't
2: want to disappoint, John.
3: Aw. Hashtag don't disappoint, John. Hashtag blessed. (laughs) That's for James Yates
0: <laughs> Now for the real podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all have fun. Bye.